Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. Today is the 2nd of September 2019, and we're speaking with Eric de Solnier. He's the CEO of Nouveau Monde Graphite. We discussed with Eric his strategy for delivering a low-cost operation, plus what he's going to do about share price recovery. We also discussed partnerships and sales strategies, plus his recent financings. Hello, Eric. How are you? I'm very good. Thanks for having me today. Pleasure, pleasure. So we are going to hear about uh, Nouveau Monde Graphite. Yeah, I'm here for that, for sure. It's the company I founded uh, uh, eight years ago now. Why don't you give me a one-minute summary, tell us a little bit about it, what we should know, uh, and then we'll get stuck into some questions. Sure. Uh, Nouveau Monde, for the, your audience that are not aware of what it means in French, it means new world. So it was the basics of our company. I'm a master in geophysics. That's my training. So that's how we discovered with, with the deposit. We decided to go find a deposit using new tools, using new uh, technologies. And we discovered this graphite deposit in 2015. Since then, we developed it with about $40 million Canadian. And now we're at the stage where we're uh, starting. We have a small production and we're starting the full scale of our, our uh, construction next year. Okay, fantastic. Thanks for the summary. So. You- so just something you said, you've been at this eight years um, using new tools, new technologies, but it's 2015, you kind of found that the current deposit, is that what you're saying about this? Yes, exactly. After three years of intense exploration, yeah. Okay. Grassroots. Grassroots. So that's, yeah. the, that's the bit that some explorers uh, don't understand. It's a lot of hard work to get to become yeah. an overnight success, right? That's exactly. You need a lot of work to get a interviewed at some point for your discovery. <laughs> there you go. So can we start, before we kind of get stuck into the project and the company and the people, et cetera, and the finances and so forth, can we talk about your thinking here? I'm interested in what you set out to do eight years ago. What did you think you could find and how did you go about doing it? I guess I did a master degree in geophysics because I really didn't like geology. So I did the undergrad in geology. And I thought uh, actually geology with all those models and the, all those qualitative explanation of uh, the world, it's not a very efficient way to find a deposit. So I thought, okay, wh- what can I find with my uh, geophysical background? And obviously graphite is a very easy thing to detect with the conductivity for a geophysicist from the air. And it was my expertise. Only one mine in North America of graphite is located actually in my neighborhood, about uh, 15 minutes airtime in the air by helicopter from my my hometown. Mm -hmm. So I thought, okay, let's go find this same mine, same same actually uh, geophysical signature, but in an area that was never discovered, uh, never explored before in the new world, in the Nouveau Monde actually. That's what we discovered actually after three years of intense exploration. We discovered it about 100 kilometers away from the current Imeris uh, graphite and carbot mine in, uh, in Lake des Îles, actually. And when, what, what is it that you set out to build? I mean, obviously, grassroots exploration, you're you know, getting into um, well, production after you've, you've done your BFS, but when you the early days, when you were putting a team together, you think you were thinking, what did you ever think that you could be building one of the biggest graphite producing assets in West in the Western world? Or did were you had smaller hopes than this? Yeah, no, I, you know, it's easy to say today, but I really think that was exactly the purpose in 2012. Because actually in 2012, I don't know if you remember, it was the start of the graphite word in the in the venture capital market, actually, you were pronouncing the world, the word graphite in Vancouver, and then uh, money was appearing. You know, it was very, uh, and I was like sitting uh, as a consulting geophysicist doing airborne geophysics for all those companies that they were doing. You know, really, I have this bit of a claim, and I will do a survey right there. And I was like, okay, guys, that's the only place you shouldn't do a survey. It was already made 20 years ago. So let's go find in the new world. A deposit that was never explored for we have the right tool to do it 
So, so I went to the Quebec institutions and all my uh, mentor in the more technical side of things. I said, hey, guys, all this area around the mine was ne never explored before, over 10,000 square kilometer. So let's, let's find money and explore for it, where it was never explored before, you know. And uh, we knew we would be very effective, actually. We discovered maybe 20 different uh, anomalies. Uh, our geologist, Tony, went on the ground exploring all those anomalies. And finally, he discovered uh, the right one in uh, where we are today, you know, the Tony block. That's why we, we, we name him, uh, uh, named the block under his name, because he really deserved uh, to, be, to have his name on it. So I, I think that was interesting to me. You're saying at the time you set out to do this, there was a graphite was the the word that that was the thing that people were excited about back then. So you were able to raise money quite easily to do what you wanted to do. Is that that's what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. We were a bit, you know, in 2012, like the Model S from Tesla was going out, and there was a bit of a hype around the EV at the time, and all all that hype somehow faded away from the the capital market but it's only today that you know that hype was really early but it's 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 today that you should be really excited about what the people in vancouver were seeing in 2012 actually is happening today but the hype is somewhere else i guess <laughs> well exactly I, th I think that 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 seems to me like the 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 broker promoter hype that's you know vancouver is very famous for it gets people excited very early on um, before they move on to the next shiny new object. Um, okay, can we let, let's move on to the team here because you talked about Tony and his experience yeah. there. So let's talk about, you know, and you give us a bit of your early day experience, but, you know, tell me a bit about what your team is built to do because you're now moving into uh, building pilot plants. Yeah. And, you yeah. know, hopefully you've done Pretty the BFS. Likely, yeah. So tell me about the team's experience in building out projects and, you know, where they've done this before. Yeah. Actually, when we discovered the deposit 2015, so there is one mine in North America full of highly skilled people in that mine, but that mine is shutting down. So I thought those guys would be very interested to look for new opportunities. And at the time, you know, uh, there's no... Uh, no mystery. We were talking to Emeris Graphite at Carbon at the time, uh, and it was very public that they went into Namibia instead, you know, to replace that mine in Lake Desil. They were openly saying in conventions and conferences that the mine was near depletion, and they were opening up a new asset in Namibia. So I thought, okay, if Emeris is leaving for Namibia in Africa, uh, all those guys, I won't have a deal with Emeris, so let's hire all the good people they have out there, you know. So we hired their uh, mine director, Carl Trudeau, is our COO. He operated and he was a natural graphite operation leader for seven years for Imris. Uh, he's now our COO. We call him the sheriff, actually. <laughs> he's very, uh, he's li living locally near the mine site and he's very hands on, very good guy. We have uh, Charles Olivier Tart, like we call him Cut, his initials, you know, because he's the CFO. So he's a guy who cuts, you know, and he was for six years financial controllers for Emirates for all their mining assets, their value-added uh, assets in, in North America, and also their sale office in the US. US. Mm. He's not our CFO. And we have hired, uh, I, I won't name them all, but we have hired their metallurgist. We have hired sales guy. We have hired uh, a guy who was running the mine for 25 years, and he's now with us running our demonstration plant. So it's super important to have the best team out there uh, who, who did, did, did it before. So we have the best operation team you can have uh, for a juniors, you know. And we have even a better team than an operating, uh, operating uh, company, you know. We have a very good people to operate this plant. So, so lots of experience with, through Emirates. I mean, tell people a bit about Emirates. What did they do? Uh, what, what, was, what, what were they known for? Yeah. What were they successful at? Yeah, Imris uh, is NK, NK is all in uh, Paris on the stock exchange. It's a maybe three, four billion euro market cap company. It's a French conglomerate for uh, all speci specialty minerals. So uh, you can name it bentonite, uh, fluospar, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, granite and graphite. They have a division name, Imris, graphite and carbon. 
they are known to do artificial graphite in Switzerland. Um, they do in uh, Belgium carbon black, and they have only one natural graphite mine here in Quebec province in Lake des Îles. So they are very, it's one of the big guys in the graphite world. Yeah. So Imris is a, is a big guy, yeah. Yeah, okay. So you, you've got a team with the right skill sets in a, what is a small company. They've come from a you know, very large company with all that relevant experience and contact. Uh, you need to understand the strength and weaknesses of your team. So, uh, you know, I'm recorded now. I don't want to say too much. <laughs> but uh, my guys are the best guys to operate the mine. But in reality, uh, this mine was built in 89. So it's important also to build a team who managed to build a big project like that. So we, we hired more recently, like uh, Sylvain Descombes, who's our VP project. He, he, he built numerous uh, projects for ArcelorMittal. So he was for 20 years with ArcelorMittal. He built, he built the Monrite uh, extension, Fire Lake projects like that so it's important to have also people who knows how to deploy and schedule and properly plan a construction of uh, this at uh, this uh, scale you know 200 million dollar it's not deployed like that efficiently so we you need to have the operating team but also the construction team super important that's that's a really important point i think the viewers watching this need to understand that so you're moving from a junior company exploration development you've done your bfs the the building of the plant is really critical you've got to build the right type of plant for what you're doing the fit for purpose and then be able to operate it uh, economically efficiently yeah. etc so okay that, that's where i was getting to have you got the right people in place for now and for the future, I think you've answered that one quite well. So let's talk about some of the other relationships you've got. You've done an offtake agreement with Traxxas. They are a big finance logistics company, another billion dollar, you know, several billion dollar company. How did you get that relationship? What exactly is that deal? Yeah, we're, we know Traxxas since about three years from now, even from the early stage of the discovery we had Traxxas is really uh, they have the right people out there to look for the, the the assets that are developing and they have a lot of potential so we're talking with Traxxas since a long time and we were building this agreement because you need to understand graphite is a very uh, it's a specialty minerals but now it's becoming a commodity that's re the reality so it's a specialty minerals for all the foil the lubricants the traditional small things that you can do with graphite yeah and you have the refractory materials that are taking uh, hundreds of tons of graphite that is more of a commodity. Mm. And you have now the spherical graphite that is more of a commodity as well for the lithium-ion batteries. So, yeah, so let's come uh, on to that. Tell, so, tell me about the relationship and what's the deal. Yeah, so the relationship with Traxxas is really for the refractory markets. So Traxxas is a trader. Obviously, traders like commodity style, high volume, a lot of... Uh, a lot of transaction of volumes and Traxxas. We have uh, nailed an, uh, an offtake agreement of 25,000 ton with the refractory markets. And Traxxas is really good in that market. Like we, I was able to assess uh, all the relationship they have with customers in uh, the refractory markets. They sell already all the other products that you have in the refractory bricks. So they know all those customers, they sell everything else than graphite. So it's easy for them to to, uh, to get into that market and now sell also the graphite and in the North American source. So it's a very good relationship. And what did, what did they give you in exchange? But for now, it's a joint marketing agreement. So, uh, so it's not a take or pay yet. So the thing is, it's like a two-step agreement where, first of all, we have a demonstration plan. We're producing 1,000 ton a year of concentrate. So let's work together with some tonnage of that uh, plant to uh, secure long-term agreement with those uptakers, with those um, uh, customers, I mean, in the refractory market. And after we have worked together for one year, when we'll be discussing the project financing, which will be roughly in Q1 2020. In Q1 2020, when we'll be discussing project fin financing with our investors, we'll need a take or pay, and you'll need to commit to that take or pay uh, at that time. So we, we allowed ourselves one year of discussing with 
their customers on an exclusive basis for them with our demo, demo, demo demonstration plan uh, tonnage. And then we'll finalize a take or pay agreement of some sort. It was too early for us and too early for them to nail to set a price. You know, it's important to set the right price when you do a long-term agreement like that. Yeah, I, th I think I think that's interesting. You know, sometimes you've got to take the deal that's in front of you because the timing's not quite right. Because your options are go and try and sell this into the refractory market yourself. It's not a big market. Maybe you could do that. But you need the people with the relevant experience and know-how on how to do those contracts to give that kind of security. So, okay, I, I understand the Traxxas relationship better now. Can we, let's, um, before we talk about money a little bit more, let's talk about some of the terminology. Okay, we've got jumbo flakes, large flake, medium flake, fine. These all have applications in different markets. So just for the people who don't know graphite so much, just explain that. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's the beauty of graphite, I would say and the challenge of graphite as well. So it, just to sign note on that, Imris mine here in Quebec, we have 25 mi mines in Quebec, 25 mines. We, we are known for gold mines in the Val d'Or area, iron ore mine, nickel mine, 25 of those mines. The, the mine with the, the highest margins in Quebec are paying the highest uh, royalties to the government, so it's public. So in 2014, Imris mine was the, the most profitable mine in Quebec, even though they are at the end of their mine life, you know, so it's uh, I mean, when you master the marketing and the fine play going there and the large play going there, and you have a lot of customers to uh, to increase your margins and play with the markets like that, it's very rewarding. But the challenge is to explain it to, pe to people and to uh, to also to uh, to develop this marketing and be a mature marketing company. Yeah. So so having said that, uh, there's actually, I thought there was only four products, but since we started the operations, we have roughly uh, eight different granulometry. So depending on the mesh size. So the biggest mesh size that are known out there, it's plus 50 mesh. And what is a mesh is the number of hole in the inch square. So 50 mesh means there's not a lot of holes. So it's large flake, it's jumbo flake actually. Between 50 and 80 mesh, it's large flake. Between 80 and 150 mesh, it's medium flake. And minus 150 mesh is fine flake. Right. And you have all those different applications. Refractory markets are buying them all. Uh, foil business are buying mainly plus 80 and plus 50 mesh. And the uh, battery market is buying, actually, you need to micronize it. So you're better off by, uh, buying them fine flake that are lower valued to actually transform it in spherical graphite. But the reality is in the future, you'll need to take all those flake sizes at, at some point and make some spherical graphite because the demand is so high. And so we'll need to rethink those traditional mine configuration in graphite into something that is more dedicated to produce the product for lithium ion batteries. And so, but each of those mesh sizes has a different value to the market, there's different margins. So presumably you want you want a 50 mesh is better than 150 mesh. Is that is that the way it works? Better, yeah. So I mean, uh, plus 50 mesh is valued roughly, I I'll say rough number, $2,000 US per ton. And uh, a large flake, 1,500, medium flake, 1,000, and fine flake, $800 US roughly, but that's roughly. And because the minute the plus 50 mesh, it's valued at $2,000 because it's a small market. It's rare. Not a lot of mines are producing that, that product. But if you come in the market with 20,000 ton of that product, you know, quickly enough, it will reduce the price, you know, so it's a smaller market. The high, high volume market is more in the medium and fine. And the mm -hmm. low volume is the large and, uh, and jumbos, but it's more sensitive to newcomers that come in with a lot of product. But there's not a lot of, not a lot of mines that are able also to produce those large and jumbos. But the more important thing is not the size, mm -hmm. it's the purity, it's the grade of the product at the end of the flotation circuit. Right. So if you are at 98%, uh, it's very uh, good. You can tap in all markets. And if you are at 94% after flotation, 
it's not so good. You won't be able to sell in a lot of different markets. So you'll be competing with everyone, with the Chinese, with the Syrah resource of this world. So our, our main advantage, you know, I would say the single most advantage we have is we have a very diversified flake size distribution. Half of it is large in jumbos, yeah. half of it is fines, yeah. and everything, everything above 97% purity. So we can tap in everything. We can do value-added products super economically, and that's our our biggest uh, biggest advantage. Yeah, we'll come on to that within the within the finances and the numbers, etc. Because you are a very low cost, and your BFS suggests you will be a very low cost producer, which is great. And let's just finish off on the uh, terminology, though. So there's also flake graphite and something you mentioned earlier, which is spherical graphite, and this has a big impact on you because you're obviously building these um, pilot plants. It's not a demonstration plant, sorry, I should say. Sorry. Tell us what the difference between those things are. Yeah, so spherical graphite, that's what you need to, uh, to, to, to sell in the battery market, actually. You have a flake. In the mine, it comes like that in the, as a flake. Yeah. And you need to make a ball with it. So you mm -hmm. have a lot of balls like that in the lithium-ion battery. So the, the yeah, lithium-ion are circulating between the balls, you know? Yeah. So it's... You can imagine you have a lot of waste when you you take a lake and you try to make a ball with it, but that's how it's made in China, you know. And and the price for this spherical graphite at the end is roughly thirty five hundred, so three thousand five hundred US, four thousand dollar US, and that's a, there's a big growth in uh, in China for this product. And also after having made a ball, you need to purify to basically one hundred percent, so to ninety nine point nine five percent and above. So you need to have a very cost effective purification technique as well hmm. those two things we have a very low cost source of graphite obviously with our deposit hmm. and we have also a very low cost source of energy in quebec to make the purification using electricity like three cents us per hour so we're so that's why we're really focusing at making a spherical graphite operation it will be the first outside china and we are very very confident that will be a, a lower cost producer than the Chinese thanks to this super low cost uh, source of energy and super low cost source of uh, raw graphite. You know, that's the two main components okay, so, of so, the cost. So let's talk about that now, actually. Okay, so, right. So your, your BFS says low cost, high margin, if you build it to scale, 100,000 you know, 100, tons a year. And we'll talk about the markets in a second. But Let's talk about the four phases that you talk about in your presentation. Okay, you're, the first thing you talk about demonstration plant for the flake graphite. Where where are you with that process? Yeah, so we built that uh, during 2018. Mm -hmm. All the years of 2018, we're building this plant while we're also making our BFS for our bankable feasibility study. Yeah. So since January this year, we're yeah. uh, we're producing. So actually, we have produced so far roughly 200 tons of product, and we are sending product to customers, and we are testing our flow sheet. We are you know doing a lot of, a lot of tests. We are testing also our tailings management technique. We're hiring people, training people for our operations. So there's a lot of good thing. I don't understand a company and a specialty thing like Graphite that are going right away trying to ask investors for hundreds of million dollars without having made this. You know, we learned so much doing that. It's, uh, well, and tell, the customers are getting to know us. You know? Well, tell, tell, us, yeah. tell us what you've learned. You know, it's great saying you've learned a lot, but what does that mean for your shareholders? What do they need to understand? What could have gone wrong if you hadn't have done this? Yeah, without going in detail, you saw, you know, in uh, in the BFS, you make all those PNIDs, all those plans, how you will build this uh, flow sheet. Hmm. So you have all those drawings, all details. Okay, that's how that's what we will do. So they start asking a price for this crusher, this thing, this thing, this thing, and that's three hundred million dollar. But the thing is, you don't know if it works. This flow sheet, you have made only small tests at SGS Lake Field, but what we have built this flow sheet in a reasonable size and we have changed a lot of things in there that if we have we had built this for 200 million and put the switch on with everyone hoping to to make profit within six months catastrophe because we have changed so much in our flow sheet to improve things now we are ready to to improve our plan of 200 million. that's one thing second thing that is very important is the customers 
you know, when you knock the door of customers, they already have all their, their suppliers. It's, you need to be very convinced to, to, to have them taking 20 tons. You need to have a 20 tons container at least to offer them a truck load or container mm-hmm. load. They won't, they won't try to qualify your product in their uh, refractory bricks uh, manufacturing line for a few kilograms, you know. So for us, this agreement with Traxxas and this agreement with uh, different customers that were sending high volume product, it, it, you, it, it cannot be made otherwise. You know, if you a big plant, 100,000 ton, and you don't have lined up those customers, you will be 18 months without any revenue because they will need 18 months of commercial scale uh, load, commercial scale uh, sales to qualify your product. So we're doing all this now. Okay. And last thing, maybe last thing, super important as well, is to train your people and just just moving around. We have a demonstration mine as well where we start to meet, to make tailings. Uh, uh, facilities to manage our tailings, show the governments, show the local population what is a tailing pond, how we will manage it, uh, have some uh, data to show that it will be managed properly, that mm. we won't do some uh, crazy things with Mother Nature. So doing all this is super important to make sure that you develop a, a, a new uh, a 2020 uh, uh, operation. You know? No, I, I, I buy that. That's, I, I buy that argument. Um... I guess it's the same thing with the spherical graphite demonstration plant, is it? Yes, yeah, and even more for the spherical graphite because uh, there was actually a flotation mine here uh, at Lake des Ilde and all, all our staff were trained for 20, 20 years on this flow sheet. And now spherical graphite is only made in China. So we need to make it here, show the investors, show the government, show everyone we can do it in the North American uh, green way, you know, uh, sustainable way, I would say, and also show the customer that we can have a low cost product for them here in North America. Yeah. And then when we tick the box, it's final the amount of customers who are looking for a North American source, a reliable, stable, politically source of natural graphite, but it needs to be cheap, always cheap. <laughs> Yeah, got to be competitive. So, okay, so that that then explains um, you've gone through a process of building these demonstration plants to tick all of those boxes off, but whilst you develop a commercial mine, because that's going on in the background as well, right? You've got to work out the economics around that. Okay, so I mean, what what is happening around the commerciality or of of all of this? How are you taking from BFS? through to actually understanding what the economics will be. Yeah. So actually, uh, very recently, actually last week, we uh, made the re- uh, reconfiguration of our staff. We have about 44 employees as we speak. Mm-hmm. So we have hired a full-blown experts in developing this uh, commercial, uh, we call it commercial mine and concentrator. Mm-hmm. And we have a very good team that we're building to develop the value-added product. It's not the same team. Actually, it's almost two different companies. I don't want them. You have one priority in your life. Huh? So the guy doing the mine and concentrator are experts in doing that. I was talking about Sylvain Descombes earlier from ArcelorMittal. is in charge of the construction. We have Martin Paradis, who was for 12 years at SNC-Lavalin in Raglan, a different operation in Quebec. She's in charge of all environment and engineering. And we have Alain Dorval, 35 years experience in uh, building a process. He's our process uh, VP. Mm. So we have those guys that are dedicated at taking this BFS and building it. And the construction is scheduled to start in uh, middle 2020. We have our largest shoulder, Pallinghurst Group, uh, that are helping us a lot. We have a, a lot of background at, build, at building and operating projects like that. Maybe you know a little bit uh, yeah, of yeah, them. Yeah. You for know, sure. it's a sure. great big company. They are in London. Yeah, yeah. it's a yeah, it's a big company. So they have deployed uh, roughly two billion dollar uh, in the last ten years, mainly in projects in Africa, with one project in northern Canada here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now they have made a new fund dedicated to battery materials. We are their first investment. They want to invest it in battery materials at one billion dollar. Yeah, and that those 
those guys, man, are uh, everyone yeah. in that team are super, uh, super smart, yeah. super helpful. And they are coming hands on to help us building our team. So they are guiding a little bit our, uh, our, our CMC team, I call it the mine and concentrator team to make sure that if we have questions, they are out there in London to uh, help us making the right moves, you know? Yeah, they're, they're so super important. They're super important. So like, I understand what's happening, the process and why you've chosen that process. And, you know, let, talking of Pallinghurst, obviously you've raised a bit of money back in end of June, beginning of July. Um, yeah. What What was that for? What's they going to allow you to do? Yeah. So we raised uh, twenty two million Canadian, mm -hmm. and that's that money. And we receive a grant. Uh, actually, it was announced I think last yeah, week or I two saw, weeks ago. So four point two five million. Yeah. Yeah. We're waiting one another uh, grant like that that uh, will be uh, disclosed at the right time uh, from another entity. So. All that money will be used to do uh, mainly four things. First, building the spherical graphite demonstration mm -hmm. plant. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll be more vocal about it later this fall. It's a fantastic project that we're building. It will be. I'm really keen to announce it to the, mm -hmm. the public. Now we're, we're developing everything to make sure that before announcing it, we want to make sure that uh, we have secured a commercial phase as well. So we have some agreements to do before we can announce it. Mm. But th this is very, very interesting. Like like the customers and the people will be able to see how we will get to a very large scale production and spherical sure. graphite facility that can also buy from our mine, but also buy from other mines that cannot do the value added as well. So that's one thing that we do with the 22 million, it's yeah. one thing. This, we're doing as well the permitting of our commercial mine. So we're doing the permitting with the Quebec government. It's a very serious thing in Quebec to make sure that we show the public, we show the government that we're developing this asset with the most, in the most sustainable way. We're doing, as you heard, an all electric mine. We're doing a, a co-disposal uh, management technique for our tailings. We're doing a lot of things that we need to show the government that it's the best option we have out there to make it sustainable. So that's the second thing we do with the money. We're developing as well. Uh, we're starting the detail engineering to get to the uh, long lead items uh, procurement. So that's also the third things we're doing, developing the engineering for the commercial mine. And also we're doing the operation of our, our, our demonstration plan today, you know, just to operate it and sell the product. So that's really that money what is used for. Right. And actually, the next step in, in terms of financing will be to do the uh, we'll we'll do the project financing in twofold. So we'll do a chunk in the Q1 2020 and another another chunk in the, later on. You know, just to order the long lead items and make sure that we develop that we never stop. We always keep this momentum that we have since 2015. We're really keen to make the quickest from discovery to full scale production in history of Canada, you know, so we're really keen to do that. <laughs> Good luck. Um, so you've got a bunch of stuff that you've got to deliver. How much cash have you got today? Uh, would probably around 13, 14 million dollars. We need to, uh, to, to, to check uh, more precisely, but that's uh, that's the rough estimate. And that will see you through to what project financing in Q1, will it? Yeah, but you know, project financing uh, will be in H one. I would say difficult half to say one, exactly one. Half but one. That's okay, okay. So you've got, you've got enough cash for now um, to to do everything that you need to do. All of the deliverables that I think is on the penultimate page of your PowerPoint. People should look at this. What I'm the most proud of is uh, since 2012, we always delivered on milestones. Hmm. Uh, I must say milestones at the beginning, although we're discover a deposit is uh, something more uh, esoteric mm. and we we did the milestones but i must say now the milestones are getting bigger and more uh, substantial in terms of uh, scheduling and all this but yeah. really we're, we're really keen to make sure that we we uh, under promise over deliver in the future fantastic what we were always yeah so that's 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 that's, that's great so let's You've told me you've got a great team. They sound very technical, very capable in terms of building, operating. Um, you've got them. You've got a partner in Pallinghurst who very competent and good reputation and helping advise. You've got Traxxas on board as a offtake partner, which means that when you do 
come to market, you've um, you've got that off taken place, especially with the project finance. Um, so talk to talk to me about the balance that you've got. You're the CEO between running the company, managing all of that risk, and shareholders. Okay, so you've got share prices, uh, highs of 33, lows of 22. So at the lowest point it's been for the last um, couple of years. You've got to get that balance right. So what are you doing about a share price? Yeah, it's a good thing uh, to discuss. Actually, we're talking about it uh, recently. Mm -hmm. So and I have a very intense uh, uh, fall, actually. So now uh, actually, today is a last holiday. It's a national holiday today yeah. in uh, yeah, Labor Day in Canada. Yeah. We call it the Labor Day. Yeah. yeah. So tomorrow the real uh, work starts. And I have a full schedule of marketing uh, this fall. Uh, I think we we hit a lot of milestones in our company that are unknown unknown from uh, fund managers. So we have a very intense uh, like uh, IR, I would say, uh, project this fall to actually before our project financing to make at least the biggest effort out there to, to get the word out that we are developing the largest uh, graphite operation in the Western world. And we see the customers starting to understand that they will lack graphite in the last in the next uh, two years. So it's really important that mm. the, 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 the fund manager are getting back to this fantastic opportunity of battery materials. You know, they were they made a lot of money. They lost some, they made some few times now. We are at the bottom of this cycle. If we were the only companies like that, I would be uh, probably depressive for my shoulder. I was like, what's going on uh, on me, you know? But if you look everyone in the battery material space, I think our company, Nouveau Monde Graphite, is the highest valued company on the TSX Venture in Graphite. Yeah, look at it. We are 60 million market cap. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's it's disappointing but if you look all the other competitor in the, the graphite development space they are smaller so i mean uh, so hopefully the people will understand the big macro behind battery materials and they will be back to it when it will be uh, back to work tomorrow so you're you're on <laughs> because a road it's time yeah. It's, it's time for lots of lots of uh, commodities to kind of get their act together. But graphite especially, because people don't understand it. They don't understand it where it sits within the EV story or battery story. Um, and it's a big component. So they should. Um, I agree with you. Yeah. But who are you going to be talking to? You, when, you, when I asked you, what do you do about shareholders? You're talking about a roadshow to institutions, fund managers, etc. Is, is that who you're targeting? You're targeting institutional money it's a very good question so because what i believe is people understand not so much about graphite even though they deploy six months of work like a group like palingers they have made at least 12 to 18 months of work in the world and they have made a document big like that before investing in our company mm -hmm. they, they have made no one has this kind of time to dedicate so they didn't do that amount of time just to deploy $12 million. Hmm. Uh, they have a much bigger uh, interest, you know, in the, the whole project financing. But a fund manager who's managing $100 million and has uh, 50 different things to invest in, don't have this kind of time. So you're right. I won't be targeting fund manager like that because I can take six months trying to explain to them what they will answer is, if it's so good, you're not in partnership with Itachi, with uh, whatever, who's the big company buying graphite. So now we have a, a super deal with Traxxas for flake graphite for refractory bricks. So I'll be dedicating a lot of my time uh, everywhere in the world, mainly in Asia, to uh, make sure that the big customers out there that are looking for a real offtake, they need the product, they know us, and they, we nail an agreement. We are fantastic discussions, but now we need to nail, bring something down with those guys, they need to understand that we have a hundred thousand ton and we have an even bigger project for spherical graphite. We are the place to go in North America and Europe for uh, graphite uh, grade, uh, battery grade, you know. So so that's really where I will devote most of my time and also I will talk to fund manager when I'm in these locations. But that's, I think we need to nail 
a, a real buyer of graphite with some financial commitment so the managers understand that it, we you know this is a real thing happening okay so you will go to asia to find buyers of graphite who can commit to large acquisition of, of graphite why not north america why, why are you not selling into the north american market well you know i'm just thinking about my schedule we have a major uh, road trip in the in Germany, Switzerland, and uh, and up in the next uh, three weeks, and we have a lot of in, in the U.S. You know, even during this summer, I have a lot of discussion with U.S.-based companies. Uh, for sure, we have a. It's not targeted the same way. Some some customers are not targeted the same way than. But in Asia, you need to go meet them, mm. talk talk face to face. In the U.S., we are talking to a lot of different people, but that's uh, that's more. Uh, ongoing discussion all the time and we have precise milestones to go back to them and we have product that we need to give them and that's a different discussion than getting known because the big market out there is asia even the german car maker today are talking to asian uh, graphite suppliers you know so the mm -hmm. the market for lithium-ion batteries is all in asia it's starting in the us it's starting in europe and it needs to come from asian expertise you know we're we okay. have intense hiring program in uh, China. Okay. It's uh, very funny to do that, but uh, we have an intense hiring program to battery experts in Asia to complement our team. Yeah. So we, you need to be in Asia. Okay, so, so, let, so let me just say, I, understand. I, I need to understand this because that was a long answer and I, I'm not sure I got it. So you're focusing on Asia for buyers and, and then you will come to fund managers and talk to them because once you've got the buyers, then the fund managers are more likely to listen to you. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's, exa that's exactly what I'm saying, you know, because I don't want to say it's a waste of time to talk to fund manager. That's never a waste of time. I have a limited amount of time in my life and I need to, to put it at the right place. And I know the comments from those, those fund manager if it's so real, you need to have uh, buyers. You need to be in, par in partnership with those guys. So we'll do both. We'll talk to the fund manager, but we need to show that we are developing this asset closer to sell our whole 100,000 ton a year with the highest margin possible. That's what they want to see, the fund manager. So the European Roadshow, are you talking to buyers or funds or retail? I mean, what, what is the purpose of the trip there? All of this. All of this, uh, well, the purpose of the trip was to go see, we, we have a very precise meeting schedule with uh, uh, with a lot of big corporation that I cannot name. Uh, but around that, it's easy to do other type of meetings, you know, so we, we are doing all of this uh, actually uh, in an efficient way when I do a, a road trip. Yeah, I nail my meeting, my main meeting, and then uh, I add up some days until uh, people uh, don't want to see me anymore. So I, I'm, okay. I'm going back somewhere else. Okay. And, and again, because so I, I really want to understand this one, because I've, I've liked everything, a lot of what you've said today, um, but this bit I'm, I'm struggling with is, so do you feel that your shares are more geared, or your company is more geared towards institutional investors who will sit and hold the stock? Or are you also trying to talk to retail or family office or high net worth investors too? Where, where are you spending your time and money? You know, my personal time is on bigger fund who will uh, invest in this 200 million raise and will be buying and hold. And to a big corporation who need our product are really to do joint venture. That's my personal time. Okay. I will do some retail meeting but it's not my, my main focus. We have another mean to do that, that will deploy, a, that will be super fun. Uh, we have a video, I don't know if you saw our feasibility study video. We have yeah, a very good yeah. video of our yeah. feasibility study. Yeah. So we have a program of getting out with few videos like that and even more funny video. Some, uh, so the, those guys are shutting the Red Bull video, so they are very good. And now we have a program to, de to deploy videos like that intensively this fall. Hopefully, we'll, uh, I would like to, do, who, to talk who, to bloggers. Who is that targeted at, th these videos? Who, who do you want to watch these? 
targeted to people who want to hear about, you know, you have, I don't know many uh, subscribers you have in your, on your website, but I know a lot. Yeah. So all those guys like video content. So we'll send you this video. At least it will be uh, an easy and fun way to understand uh, our company in uh, three minutes. So that's really our targets. Mm. And we have a lot of US days and European days, uh, bloggers like that, that that would like to have that kind of content to target those. Uh, so we have a list of people that, you know, you, you are making a lot of people are making this hard work of uh, segmenting already who want to hear about the battery material revolution. Mm. So we want to send them content, you know, so we have a very specific way that we want to build content for those uh, websites that already have subscribers who want to hear about it. Instead of me going in New York, making a lunch with a bunch of brokers that they want to hear about it. They want to hear about oil and gas. They don't believe in EV revolution. So, mm. so, that, so our, our retail base uh, target will be different than it was in the past in the meaning that we will instead push content to people who, who want to hear about it. Okay. Instead of me going and make a, make lunches and dinner that cost a fortune and take a lot of time yep. and have no uh, no value. Okay, um, send us that so we can have a, we can share that. Okay, I look forward to that. Um, yeah, we. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So just just let's finish off with um, why you think new investors should be looking at Nouveau Monde Graphite. Yeah, and everyone is looking at what's happening in the EV, uh, EV space. Everyone's looking at it and they don't know where to put their money. They don't want to be burnt and all this. The one thing I can tell you, we have the, the biggest and the most profitable and we have the, the, the real graphite project in the Western world. Mm. So when, when the, the fund manager will look they will do the real effort at finding the best options out there. Yeah. We will be, they will realize that we have the best project out there. 100,000 ton a year, uh, NPV of over a billion dollars, the lowest cost producers, really close to Montreal for easy logistics, stable mm. jurisdiction, the best team out there, the best partner out there. We are the only one with an offtake of significance with the real partner. So, I mean, we are really well positioned to create a real business. So when the market will be bare, will, will be back after investing maybe in pot or whatever where, uh, will be uh, the money will the smart money will come back in places like us. We're really more stable than the typical juniors. If you look, our highs and lows is pretty stable. Roughly, we are at the lowest point today, mm -hmm. and hopefully, you know, it cannot you know it can only just go up with the real growth and the the, the nice future we have in front of us. You know. Right. And so you're and I just want to finish off on, on, on the share price. OK, so you're building a meaningful graphite business. You seem to have got the right team on board and doing the right things. You're telling me you're going to start spending more time looking at and addressing the share price because anyone new coming in, whether it be a fund manager or whether it be retail later on, they're going to want to see what you're going to do about driving that price back up to where it belongs. Yeah. And that's going to be more than just relying on the market turning. You're, you're delivering things as well. And you're looking at how you affect share price. No, you're totally right. It's about hitting milestones is the most important thing. Our share, share structure, actually, our share structure is over 50% of institutional shareholder. So we have a Palinger's group won't sell a single share. They are 20%, 16% the Quebec government. Uh, you just want to increase this share position. The Caisse de Depot, you know, over a $300 billion fund, the, the largest in Canada. These guys won't sell. I mean, we have F2, a big union. So all those guys together, about 50% about of our shares. So yes, we, uh, we are, you know, the share structure is where it is, but our target is to bring other big fund manager like that who will need to have a position. And because they will see that we hit milestones, they want to position themselves in battery materials. Mm. We have a very uh, precise uh, strategy 
uh, even for MA strategy that we want to put in place, people will understand sooner than later that we have the real uh, we have the real uh, project out there for for growth. Oh, for, for sure, but but how do you how are you going to drive trading? How are you going to drive liquidity, increase volume in in all of that? If if you've got institutional money sitting on your shares, that's a problem, isn't it, for driving share price? N not if you want to have uh, more. You, you're actually right on one thing on that. It's uh, they won't sell, but they won't buy neither. I mean, they are sitting there and they 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 are sitting and waiting. Uh, the retail market, we have a very innovative way that we want to yeah, give me uh, yeah. one or two months on this. It will be very, very appealing and interesting. Mm -hmm. We want to tap in all those hundreds of thousands of people that are subscribers of blogs and audience uh, like you have. I think that's where the money is today. You know, they don't have a lot of options to invest in the EV option. I mean, uh, third and Tesla. Where they, where they can buy, you know. So so we want to have tap in this for sure, but we want to get in also uh, to bring in also new fund manager that are looking to invest in NIV, but they don't know where to deploy the capital in the small, this all those small companies, you know. Okay. So right. liquidity, uh, it's not a big issue for me. I, I think the liquidity will come when you, the buyers will come. Uh, they will come together. You know? Okay, brilliant, Eric. Thank you for your time. I know it's Labor Day there, so thank you for making time in your day. Uh, it's much appreciated. And lovely to hear your story for the first time and introduce it to our subscribers and followers. Please stay in touch. Let us know how you get on. Maybe uh, later, later this year before you get into, um, uh, into the new year, yeah? Great, thank you. Okay, Have sure. a good day. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to Cruxcast? or our website, cruxinvestor.com, and of course our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming, and we'll speak to you again soon.